I want you to take your Bibles this morning, if you will, please, and turn to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter number 28 in your Bibles, Matthew chapter number 28, and I want to talk to you about something that I don't think I've ever talked to you about uh, in all these years that I've been pastoring here at Calvary, and, uh, and I'm going to be honest, I've only got two points today, and I really don't think we're going to make it through but one of them, all right, and um, so... Anyway, in my spirit, I feel like probably we're just going to get through this first one, and then if the Lord wills it, I'll, I'll preach another one a little bit later on. Matthew chapter 28, and when you find your places, if you're able to stand, let's stand out of respect for the reading of God's Word, Matthew 28, and I want to draw your attention to verse number one. Well, I don't know how many need something from the Word today, but I need something from the Word. Man, I don't know how many of you live or how many of you work in ungodly situations or how many go to school in ungodly situations or boy I'm telling you by by Sunday sometimes by Sunday you're like man I my spiritual tank is on e I need something and so let's pray today in just a minute we're going to pray together as a church and let's pray that God really fills our tank today and just helps us and speaks to us spiritually speaking look at Matthew 28 verse 1 the Bible says, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. That's interesting because the Bible doesn't often give us a description of what angels look like. Just a few places. In fact, this is one of three, I think, one of three places in the Word of God where the Bible really describes an angel. And the Bible says about this angel, his countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, fear not ye. For I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Or well, like verse 6, he is not here. For he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. I want to draw your attention this morning, if I could, to verse number 2. Verse number 2, the Bible says, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. Notice this. And came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Well, uh, why did he sit on it? Well, I don't think we're going to get there today. So you're going to have to come back, all right? You're going to have to come back. There's nothing in that book that's there by accident. And so why did that angel sit on that stone? Well, we're going to talk to you about that, but I don't think it's going to be today, all right? But I want to talk to you about that first part. The Bible says he came and rolled back the stone. And I want to talk to you about that stone today, that resurrection stone. Uh, and so before I start preaching, let's go ahead and pray. You may be seated this morning and let's pray and ask God to help us today. We all need a touch today. And so let's pray together. Father, we love you and need you today. And, help, and uh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come now and I pray uh, that you would teach us the word of God. That's the only hope we have. Lord, we, we understand that it's the Spirit of God that gives understanding from the Word of God. 
And uh, we know this is not a natural book. Pastor Green preached on that this week during our Magnify Conference. This is a living book. It's a it's alive. And so we need the Spirit of God to teach us this book and to help it to come alive in our hearts and lives. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray that's exactly what you do today. We pray for your touch. We pray for your blessing. Lord, I pray that what I say in the next few moments would, number one, glorify the Savior. I, too, I pray, number two, that it would be interesting. But, Lord, I pray, number three, that it would make sense. And I pray that, uh, Lord, that people would, uh, Lord, would see the relevance and the importance from it. And so, Lord, right now, right now, God, we ask you to help us. God, we ask you to touch us. In the name of Jesus, that name that's above every name, Father, I pray that you would just come and, and minister to us and speak to us right now. We thank you, Lord, and love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, and for his sake and all God's people said, amen. Well, my wife and I were privileged back in July of uh, 2019, we were privileged to visit uh, the Holy Land, and, and uh, this church was such a blessing to us and, and helped us with that trip, and, uh, and it really was. It was the trip of a lifetime. For us, we didn't go on a tour. We went over as a, on a mission trip. And while we were there, we actually worked and uh, we worked on a missions house while we were there. But during that time, we did get to go around and see some of the sites, not quite as, as much as what you would see on a 12 or a, a 14 day uh, tour, but uh, we were still very blessed to be there. We stayed, uh, we stayed uh, right outside of the city of Tiberias and from the house that we stayed in, we didn't stay in a hotel, we stayed in a home, um, uh, a Hebrew home. Uh, Peoria Elite, I think it was a little community we stayed in. And, and from our home, you were able to just look down the hill and you could see the Sea of Galilee. It was, uh, it, it was, it was amazing. We were just miles from uh, several days. We were just miles from countries like Syria. In fact, we were able to see into the country of Syria. Uh, we were just, uh, just on the other side of the line from Lebanon. And uh, you could see into Lebanon. You couldn't get there because of all the barbed wire and the fences and things like that. But we could see into Lebanon. We, could, uh, we were just, uh, just a short little distance from Jordan. In fact, we were so close to Jordan that one night we had to pass through and we went through a, uh, a Jordanian checkpoint where an armed uh, soldier got on our bus and uh, checked out the bus. And it was, uh, anyway, it was, it was, it was something. It, it was something to be a part of. Um, we went to a place called Caesarea Philippi. Uh, most of you remember the story where Jesus said that I'm going to build my church. And he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And uh, that's where the Lord was when he, when he uh, said that. He was in a place called Caesarea Philippi. Uh, we spent some time in Nazareth. We were in uh, Tel Aviv. And, uh, and we spent a good amount of time in Capernaum, one of my favorite stops, by the way. They call that the hometown of, home, hometown of Jesus. That was the place where uh, Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. Y'all remember that story where uh, she was sick with a fever and the Bible says that Jesus came and he healed Peter's mother-in-law and, um, and she got up and began to minister to them. We went to that home right there where they believe it was, where, where the Lord Jesus visited that home and, uh, and he touched Peter's mother-in-law. Uh, we went to Bethsaida. We went to uh, Mount Megiddo and uh, where the uh, Battle of Armageddon is going to take place. And, uh, and of course, we spent some time in Jerusalem. And man, what a, what a treat that was. I think probably one of, our, one of the highlights for my wife and I is we just 
And we didn't care. We really didn't care who saw us. And when we, we got to the Civ Galilee, we pulled our shoes off and our socks off, and we didn't care who saw our bare feet. And we felt like we had to walk in the Sea of Galilee. Now, we didn't walk on the Sea of Galilee, all right? We just walked in the Sea of Galilee. And, uh, but you know, what a, what a man, I'm telling you, what a trip. What a trip that was. Just to, just to touch it. Just to touch it. And uh, my wife and I, we couldn't wait. And I can't remember how many, how many days it was before we were able to finally, get, we could see the Sea of Galilee, but, but it was maybe a day or two before we ever get down there. And, and I remember us finally being able to get down to the Sea of Galilee. And man, I remember us wading in there and we got some rocks out of the Sea of Galilee and, and, and brought them back to America with us. And, and anyway, it was, it was a, a great trip. And I said all that to say this, I think probably, and I think my wife would agree with this, Probably the most memorable and significant part of our trip was visiting the tomb. Now, we went in July, and most tourists don't go in July. In July, it's very hot in Israel. And so I think one of the days we were there was about 120 degrees, and, uh, and it's very hot, and there is some humidity there. And so, uh, so the tourism was somewhat down, and, and I'll never forget, and she won't either, I remember uh, they told us we were there with some missionaries and, and they told us we're, we're, uh, we, went, we made our way through the old city of Jerusalem and, and uh, we made our way over to the Damascus gate. And, and I remember them telling us, we're, we're going to take you to the tomb. Well, we were already getting, you know, we were already building up with anticipation. And I remember we, we got off the little bus that we were on and we uh, made our way up to, uh, uh, toward, to, toward the garden and uh, and, uh, and I remember as we were getting ready to walk into the garden, there was a, a large church group that was there before us, and they were already in the garden.